The content discussed in this episode is for educational or informative purposes only and should not be replaced by individualized professional consultations or professional medical advice. Welcome to the Founder Series of Dr. Tip the Podcast. This year, I'm signing up for a triathlon happening in summer. And to prepare myself, in this Founder Series, I'm going to be having one-on-one conversations with experts in the field. And hopefully, it will keep myself accountable and nurture my community on a day-to-day. So without further ado, hope you enjoy this episode. So happy new year to everyone. Today, we have Dala Lukli, a licensed and qualified dietitian and nutritionist, and also a personal trainer. She specializes in sport nutrition and is based in Belgium. Welcome, Dalal. Thank you for uh, your invitation in your podcast series. So surprise, surprise, I'd like to discuss nutrition with you, uh, <laughs> but more specifically in the context of triathlon. Yeah. Um, and so for people who don't know what a triathlon is, it's basically a race in which competitors swim, cycle and run without, um, without stopping between events. In those specific uh, sports, which is swimming, cycling and running, what as a personal trainer uh, with that point of view, Mm-hmm. What do you see in the physical effort? How would you categorize mm-hmm. the physical effort here? Before a triathlon is a multi-sport, even made it up of three different disciplines: uh, swimming, climbing, and running, which is uh, for a lot of energy is required to hold on over different distances. Okay, so when we are doing a high activity, we use our muscles. Yeah, our muscles are divided into major category of fibers. Uh, the first category are the slow twist fiber, which are called, sorry, the ST. And the second category are the fast twist fiber, it's called FT. Okay, Okay. ST, it's for slow and FT for uh, fast. (laughs) Okay, ST and FT, all right. ST are used to improve the endurance. Okay. We know in triathlon, we need more endurance. So it's to improve endurance and the FT to build more muscles. Okay. okay, it's more for uh, sport with the with the strength. So here in triathlon, we're gonna use more ST than FT, but we use both. Okay? Right, but that makes sense that we would be using ST, which is the slower fiber. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. For endurance um, and less strength. What would you say is the proportion for a usual triathlon? A ratio of eight. Uh, 8% sorry, ST and 20% uh, of FT. We know it's a high carbohydrate requirement in necessary when you use ST fiber. So ranging from around 60% carbohydrates, 20% protein and 20% fat. It contrasts with FT, which requires a higher protein uh, intake. You know the difference. So ST needs more protein no, more carbohydrates. Exactly. And FT needs more protein. protein. To summarize, uh, mm-hmm. ST, we need to, to maintain or to get the ST developed, you need carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And for FTs, which are needed more proteins mm-hmm. um, for, muscle. for muscle development. Okay, that exactly. makes sense. Now now that we, we understand like these different muscles and uh, fibers as a vegetarian what would you say is the biggest challenge with diet in preparation for for that type of physical effort protein of which 11 are synthesized by your uh, body mm-hmm. okay this uh, uh, it's uh, your body uh, manage that and nine founded in food 
Yeah. Okay. Um, as I said before, uh, we find in all this nine protein in meat, poultry, fish. So the the, the nine uh, protein essential we don't find it uh, on this food. So yeah. we have to follow it in other food. Yeah. Okay. So we can eat it uh, from uh, cereals like uh, bread, rice, uh, quinoa. This kind mm-hmm. of cereals, and we have to um, to take with absolutely. It's very important uh, legumes. When yeah. I say legumes, I mean lentils, beans. We'll go into a more practical kind of diet. Uh, you would you can give us, but um, mm-hmm. is there like an, a specific nutrition you need to have before the competition, during the competition, and after the competition? You have to uh, have a specific diet before because you have to prepare yourself to the day of competition, of course. So uh, when you're going to train or uh, to uh, going workouts, you have to right. eat well to prepare your body to avoid injuries. So it's important. And uh, during the, the, the competition, it's important to have a specific diet. Because when you are biking or running or uh, swimming, you don't have a time to make a perfect decision of your food. Yeah. You cannot, okay? You have to eat something quickly, but also they, they have to help you to, to give you some energy to right. convert uh, the carbohydrates in energy. So it's very complicated. Right. That's why we are uh, all the competitor of triathlon of uh, this kind of sports who are based on endurance. Uh, they take only li- liquids, you know? Liquids, uh, yeah. Liquids, yes. So like the transitions, right? When you're getting mm-hmm. from the, the swimming to the bike or the, the bike okay. to the run. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Anything liquid that that mm-hmm. would be able to give you energy quickly, right? Exactly. And what about before, prior to the competition? Would you say 60% of proteins? Uh, how? What would be the, the ratio? You know, the ratio yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, the best, because it's a sport with endurance, you have to eat 60% of carbohydrates. Um, okay. Yeah, it's very important. Um, 30% of protein. Okay. Okay, and 20% of fat. Okay, yes. and, and during the competition, you said any, anything that is liquid is great. Does it need to be high in a specific nutrient? Yes, uh, in carbs. Absolutely, oh. in carbs to uh, okay. to to help your body to um, to give the energy uh, as quick as possible. To yeah. uh, glycemic index will be high yeah. to give you the energy and of course a little bit of protein. But you don't have to be a, a big ratio in protein. The right. most important is carbohydrates. Post training, what post competition actually? What would you say is the most important yeah. thing when we when we are preparing some competitor uh we have um, a kind of ritual yeah. uh, we call that a pasta party uh-huh. <laughs> why okay. pasta because your um gly- glycogen uh full file it's empty you've you know? you've run out of out of it exactly. yeah <laughs> so you have to file the the the, the, the glycogen so this is why we call this pasta party to eat a lot of carbs also to have more energy 
to rest a lot <laughs> and it's important uh, I didn't mention that you have to drink a lot because that's always like a controversial not controversial but a complicated conversation about how much right because like some people would just say one liter some would say two some would say three what have you come across in in your experience so um for my experience um i think when you want to drink water you feel right. that you want to drink water your um your brain is almost two percent of dehydration Or dehydrate. Okay, so dehydration, so yeah. when you feel thirst, you're already at exactly. a low percentage of dehydration. Okay, okay, exactly. That makes, and when you are in this kind of situation, your performance will be low, and you're not going to be performing. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that makes a lot of sense, and it's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you would have to be a bit proactive of your water intake. Say you drink too much, wouldn't you have to pee during the <laughs> the, the, the no, because you're sweating you know yeah and when you're sweating you evacuated all the, the water that you you drink yeah but if you're drinking a lot <laughs> you feel so uh <laughs> bloated and like you know so i'm just you know i'm always scared i'm always scared of having too much water because then it's like what if i need to pee and <laughs> <laughs> yeah not three liters just before no. <laughs> all right and and for a more practical like kind of uh advice what would be like a typical breakfast you would recommend for mm -hmm. for a vegetarian who's prepping uh who's training more endurance um for the breakfast for example in the morning you can drink some smoothie with a banana, avocado, um, some dates, fruits. To Fruit is very important, so don't escape uh, this part because yeah. they're going to help you for uh, an antioxidant effect in your body. You have also to add some scoop of protein supplementation, vegetarian yeah. foods, uh, right. to, um, to help your body to get more protein. And uh, I recommend also some supplementation of magnesium. It's right. important to avoid all the cramps. And uh, so with regards to supplements as a vegetarian, we was, so you mentioned proteins. You didn't mention magnesium for, for hydration and making sure to reduce cramps. Anything else you, you would recommend to, mm -hmm. as a supplement? Yes, sure. Uh, like B12. It's only finding in, I mean, in meat and right. also iron. Iron is yeah. complicated because we have two kinds of iron. We have iron from uh, the, the, the animals. We have uh, iron from uh, uh, the, the vegetables, food, and it's complicated. It's not assimilated um, in the same way. I guess it's just knowing what are the, you know, the spots where you kind of need additional help um, and supplements are great for that. Okay, so we, we were talking about an ideal breakfast. And what about lunch? A body, as I said before, needs 20 kinds of essential protein. And in that meal, you can find nine uh, essential protein that your body needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to eat, for example, lentils, you have to add it with, with them some rice. It's important to add together rice and lentils. And lentils um, contain uh, a lot of iron, so it's good to help your body to to absorb the iron you have to add some vitamin c mm -hmm. with it 
Okay, and vitamin C, we can find it uh, in um, lemon, orange, uh, fresh paprika, um, parsley. So you can yeah. make your own juice. Okay. And dinner, would you recommend something lighter, for example? You have to be always careful about the protein. So here for dinner also, you can eat, for example, uh, hummus, if you like hummus, uh, yeah. with, <laughs> with wool wheat bread. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> so uh, you can add with your hummus uh, some uh, slice of bread, uh, but wool wheat bread of course, mm -hmm. to help your body to get some fiber, minerals, and of course, some vegetables. So we went over the, um, the different diets and the different type of dishes that along a day. Um, what I like to kind of shift on is addressing kind of the issues or the challenges uh, with regards to diversity uh, in sports, especially in triathlon is something that I've noticed that Uh, there's not much female of color and even less if you were to say uh, yeah. wearing a, a hijab mm -hmm. the, one of the intentions that i have as we have these conversations mm -hmm. um, with specialists is for them to kind of share their perspective and their experience with regards to their experience being part of a minority mm -hmm. group with being exposed to these type of um, mm -hmm. sports I'm sure you must have had a bit yeah, of an experience. Sure. Tell, tell us. <laughs> I'm from a very athletic family. I had a lot of chance to explore many sports since I was, I think, six. Mm -hmm. So I practiced basketball, dance, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian, swimming, gymnastics. But I was not so easy to handle, to be honest, hijab mm. and sport. Because many clubs are not open-minded you know yeah and neither are they tolerant so mm. um sometimes it was so i was so disappointed and having to to quiet a sport that i love because of that that it's very pity for me so do you feel thought, that you had to because of the hijab or the acceptance or the view of the hijab has mm -hmm. been a reason for you to kind of take a step back on actually doing sports yeah Yeah, clearly, because uh, when you are in an environment who people don't like you and judge you because you're wearing a hijab, I when I practice sport with uh, with uh, this kind of club, I feel um, judged because I'm wearing hijab, mm -hmm. of course. And um, people sometimes don't want to talk to you because uh, they have some, as I said, stereotype. Uh, okay, yeah. Muslim, so I'm afraid of you. I don't want to approach you. Um, mm. So it's not it's not easy to be honest. But fortunately, yes. <laughs> I have a lot of chance. Not all the clubs <laughs> are like that. Uh, I've been of some clubs which were very open minded, uh, mm. and uh, they accept me, and I I felt so comfortable there. Even though the fact that you're wearing a hijab did make you kind of take a step back on. Mm -hmm. on doing sport you then decided to find a club that would accept mm -hmm. you and you didn't stop and 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 no. you know said okay oh okay so I, I can't do sports anymore because I think that that's what we need to do is push ourselves and and say okay well if there's not mm -hmm. then I create a club or if there's not then exactly. I'll make it I, I'll stand out and I, I'll I'll stand up for mm -hmm. for people who look sound like me 
and that will kind of help create the change uh, and acceptance from people. It's not because you are wearing hijab or because you are black or you are from a different ethnic, you can't do something that you love. And right. this is why I'm trying to, to help these people. And I also practice, it's not a, uh, by discriminate men, but I have only women. I train only women to feel them um, free about that. If you want to, to practice some box, if you want to practice uh, basketball, jiu-jitsu, I'm here for that. Yeah. So if you want to, uh, to, to do it, so just tell me and we're going to do it together. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, power to you. No, that's great, really. Uh, I think that yeah. the more we, we set the example as well to a certain extent and, and show mm -hmm. to people that this, you know, it's not a big deal. And, and sometimes it's also about, so there's the people who are receiving you with, with your differences, but then mm -hmm. there's also part of the community that sometimes feel that, Oh, they don't belong there because, you know, it's not something that, you know, someone with a hijab or someone who is brown should be doing. Um, and I think that that shift is, is something that we need to start creating and, and by showing up, by, by setting examples and by saying, by sharing experience and by basically by saying it's not a big deal. Exactly. But I'm, I'm so, so happy and proud of this new generation. They're fighting yeah. for uh, their right with this motivation for me because I didn't uh, had this example when I was younger. Quite a positive note of just setting yourself an example and don't be defeated by whatever society thinks you're supposed to be doing. Uh, but before we end this episode, uh, <laughs> we usually end with a rapid fire question. And so <laughs> my, my first question to you is, What is the first sign that kind of indicates you that you're out of balance? When you're feeling tired and uh, motivation is low. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your method of coping when you're out of balance? You should to let it go. <laughs> Letting it go. Yes. And last one. What is one book that has impacted your approach to wellness or well-being? Uh, one book, it's very famous. It's called The Secret Letters of the Monk Who Sold the Ferrari. Yeah. Robin Sharma. Mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> that's, that's, a good, that's a good reference for, for people. It's quite uh, motivational. Yeah. All right. Well, Dala, thank you so much for uh, spending the time with me to give me advice, basically, on how to eat better uh, to prepare myself for this triathlon. And uh, take care. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and select that follow or subscribe button. For now, stay safe and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.